We are counting down the hours before a big weekend for the We Don't Know Sports Crews. We're heading to Morgantown to watch the Mountaineers, but we're here to talk about week one of the NFL, a little bit of fantasy football, and much, much more. This is the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome, welcome, welcome back once again to the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. This is Chad the Mark with Mr. Brown and Canadian Big A. And we are counting down the days. Are you excited for Saturday, fellas? I'd have to say I'm absolutely pumped. First time I've been to a Mountaineers game, sellout crowd. Haven't been with you guys in, Jesus, it's been 10, 11 years since I wasn't living here. I'm really looking forward to Saturday. In a world full of COVID, we're going to Virginia Tech, West Virginia, Sold out, and, you know, it's the first game I've been to since uh, I introduced the world, and we don't know sports to Kyler Murray. Yeah, Mr. Brown only likes to go big when he goes to games, so uh, he'll produce a sellout if he's coming in attendance. We know that much. Amen. I'm wearing my shirt. (laughs) Now, uh, you're referencing the last time we went to a game was the finale a couple years ago with Will Greer and Kyler Murray putting on a clinic, and you walked away awe-inspired. Yeah, that was before he even announced he was going to the NFL draft, and they're like, he's going to play baseball. And I'm like, not so fast, my friends. I put on my Lee Corso mascot hat, and I was like, he's going to number one draft in NFL. So we're going to do a little tailgating. We we got some farm-fresh steak and eggs coming, I think, from uh, our buddy that's uh, traveling with us. But outside of that, man, I just look forward to getting up there it's going to be nice, 80 degrees, you know, good times, man. Football on Saturday is never a bad thing. And, damn it, I got a weekend off, so I'm happy. Noon cook-off, noon kickoff, gold rush, giving out rally towels at the gate, black diamond trophy, battle for it's back. What's this first time, 05, 06, somewhere in there, since the dissolve of the Big East when the first teams left for the ACC? It's a big game in Morgantown. Frank Beamrank coming out that tunnel. <laughs> Bud Foster ain't coming out that tunnel. <laughs> Michael Vick. Well, he ain't coming out Marcus that tunnel either. either. He's bringing his dogs out the tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> uh, we just lost a lot of listeners. No, no, no. They agree with us. Nobody's listening anyway. Um, so <laughs> let me let me ask you this. Uh well, we're going to get to the NFL here in a minute because week one is – that's really all I want to talk about. But I, we got to get something out of the way. We're watching the Thursday night game as normal. Washington hosting the Giants. Washington was a three-point or three-and-a-half-point? Three-and-a-half-point favorite. Three-and-a-half-point favorite. Biggie, you and I. We took the uh, Washington Washington football team to cover. Team. All right, Mr. Brown, what, what did you do? I dropped Danny Dimes in fantasy, so I went Giants because that's what happens to me. And how's Danny Dimes doing tonight? He looking damn good. <laughs> really sexy. He's that boy's sexy. Grab ass. <laughs> <laughs> hey, all I know is he's running and no one's uh, catching him. Pretty good for a white boy. And he hasn't been tripped by the yard line so far, yeah. so that's been good. But anyway, you're the lone wolf in the Giants, man. Any, anything uh, for that? They might be Giants, boy. <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that. You know who that is? Uh, no. You no, know. it's a song. Look it up. Well, just tell me. I don't remember. <laughs> I just oh, and the Saints. That's what I think of. Uh, all right. Well, either way, P5 Fofum, Mr. Brown. You, you got the Giants. All right. So let's, let's start real quick. We got to talk baseball just for a second, Mr. Brown. My Reds. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. They've decided to just shit the bed down the stretch. They almost got swept by the Pirates. But we were looking earlier at the standings. The Giants still somehow, they've clinched a playoff spot. Nobody's Is the Dodgers going to catch them, or are they just going to keep on keeping on? Dude, it's only one game. Right now, the Giants have already won 95 games, and the Dodgers in 94 games. It's The divisions could be either one of them. We've been saying it's going to be the Dodgers, and I hope it is, but you know, I mean, we it, we're we're two weeks left. How much time do we got left? Yokozuna, spicy ramen is calling your name when the Giants win the division. 
No, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. I'm the difference make my is, my bed and I'm laying in it, brother. You're fine with it. You guys will have to have an ambulance ready for me. Yeah. For, I, I will say sake, this. For your sake, I hope the Giants win the division. I think that the Dodgers are a division winner or a wild card. Either way, they win. They're back to the World Series. Well, that's, they that's they go through. Well, the, what I'm saying is that the Giants in a one-game playoff, I could see them losing that game. The Dodgers with their pieces, I don't care who they play in a one-game set, they're winning. Not anybody can lose a one-gamer. That's the way it's designed. But No, not this year's Dodgers. All right, fine. All right, so the Scherzer <laughs> coming out on the bump. Who's, who's your wild cards in the NL? Dodgers, and even though it's not going to happen, I got to stick with my Padres. Ooh, ooh, they—the Cardinals are the. I cannot pick the Cardinals. I'm going to say the Giants are a wild card, and the Cardinals. That's kind of how I feel. I actually agree with that. I wish it was the Reds, but uh, they suck. They're they're falling apart, and I'm done talking about that. AL, uh, anything changing there? I mean it. It's the only thing that's changed over there. Are the Mariners? They're not done, done, but they're done. Like there's the outside window. If they get hot in the last couple weeks, they're playing the right teams, but they're going to finish probably three games back of a wild card spot. The thing that has changed there, and I love, is that the Red Sox and Yankees, the Evil Empires, buy everything you want, have played so poorly that the Blue Jays are now in the driver's seat for that wild card spot. Here's the thing, though, the Blue Jays. You look at their lineup, stacked. Look at their rotation, stacked. All right, so the Blue Jays, they're the top wild card team down AL. The Boston Red Sox are still the second AL wild card. I just have to say that the Yankees passed the Red Sox. I think it's going to be the uh, Blue Jays and the Yankees. Didn't, didn't we write the Red Sox off like three weeks ago saying that they were turning in the wrong direction and the, the rest of the division? I said the Blue Jays were going to take the spot from them. I said that too. And and then we said the Yankees. But the Rays are like – did we say that all, there was going to be three teams from the AL East? Yes. <laughs> yeah, we thought it was – It still uh, could be. Yeah, and it could. Red Sox had fallen. Yankees were there, there the Yankees will, had like a thirteen game winning streak a couple. There weeks ago. will be three teams from the AL East. It just depends on which three teams. That is a given right now. So the Orioles are not involved. Well, yeah, in I mean, a way, they are the because Orioles they're are so horrible. If you're picking a spot starter for fantasy playoffs, speaking of, no, don't, we're not. No, going let's go ahead and, and put it on tape here right now. Just Mr. Brown, you and I. Or in the uh, semifinal, so the winner goes to our uh, hardcore baseball championship. It's Thursday. How do you feel right now? I felt good until you told me you had four starters Sunday. But I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm going to do an old-fashioned uh, tomahawk chop rain dance, and then we're going to see what happens. If the if the weather strikes on Sunday, that will not be a good thing. But. Right now, I think it's what six to four. Uh, you know, we're we're close. Every category's tight except for saves. I can't can't sniff your jockstrap when it comes to saves. So either one of you two care to predict how this week finishes in your matchup? Well, I mean, I'm I'm gonna just say, you know, the champ here beside of me. You know, I, I've just got to aspire to be that great. So if I can do that, then you know. You know, I deserve to be crowned. He's Rudy T. Heart of the champion. You can't ever count right, him out, exactly. right? You see this passive approach that he just took to trash talk. This is over him still just being salty that I came in year one and just stamped the flag and just said, nope, this is my league. I'm going to run this shit for as long as I want to. And the fact I'm right back here in the title chase, you know, he's not happy about it. And I will say this. He's the last guy I really want to be playing right now because his team was hot down the stretch. Biggie, rest in peace, brother. Sorry you didn't make it, but uh, you know what? As a Mariners fan, I've become used to this when it comes to Major League Baseball. There's always next year. <laughs> there is always next year, but uh, I-, I predict that the winner is going to win 5-4. to four. I'll take that. Uh, you concede now? Yeah. Yeah, hey, go ahead and write it down. Yeah. Uh, we still got days left. Anyway, fantasy baseball is alive and well for us. It's almost time for the championship. Look forward to uh, getting getting uh, another shirt made. But anyway, uh, what we got? 
16, 17, 18 games left in the regular season. Right in there, depending on rainouts and uh, how they finish. All right, man. So we're down to the nitty-gritty. you got to love this time of the year for baseball. And we're starting to see stuff pop up on uh, Fox a little bit more. We had the 9-11 game. Did you watch that? I did not. Man, I, I didn't get a chance to see it. Mr. Brown, did you watch it? The 9-11 game. I think and it was the, the, the Subway the Series. Yankees. No, I didn't get to see that. Man. I heard it was a good game, but I didn't get to see anything. I didn't know if they did anything uh, extra or special, but you had college football on Saturday, and it kind of overtook everything, so I didn't know if you actually got a chance to see it. I didn't get to see it, but I saw that they had an alumni game and uh, Facebook friends with Lenny Harris and Daryl Strawberry and a few of those other guys, and they were posting a lot of group pictures, Lenny Dykstra and all those guys, right before this special on ESPN with 86 Mets. So uh looks like they had a great time. Alumni game right before the real game. I, that probably would be more fun to watch right now, to be honest with you. But, Biggie, you said you got to catch a little bit of this 86 Mets uh, 30 for 30. Yeah, I've seen uh, – they had it on Monday through Thursday. I caught two hours of it last night. It really drew me in. There were some things that I learned last night. I, I want to watch all the episodes. You guys should, too. Uh, two things that caught me. One, what's one of the biggest plays you ever remember? Bill Buckner, right? Oh, yeah. So do you know why Bill Buckner was still in the game? I feel like once you say it, I'll remember, but I'm having a block on it. So typically he was a late-inning replacement defensively because his knees were shot. Uh, John McNamara, who's the Red Sox manager, it's seventh, eighth inning, and they're like, I can't remember who his backup was, but his bench coach says, okay, we're going to run him out there. And Max says, no. We're, we're winning this. Bill's on the field when we win this because they're up five to three. That's why he's still out there when uh, Mookie Wilson hooks that ball down right and goes through his legs. Mm. They were so sure they were going to win. Here's the other thing. They're so sure they're going to win. Through seven innings, Clemens is pitching great, but he's developing a blister on his uh, pointer of his pitching hand. Could have still pitched. They decide to pull him. Clemens is so sure that they're going to win it. He always pitched with like a five-day scruff. They pull him. He doesn't change his uniform, but he goes through the tunnel to the clubhouse, shaves so he'll look sharp in the post game. comes back out. Of course, they lose the game. Mm. So uh, are you superstitious about baseball? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Apparently, you should be because that's the kind of crap that happens. Yep. But, all right. So I'll check it out when it when it comes out uh, or when I get time to. Is it, is it already out? Is it like a whole thing that dropped or are they doing like yeah, episodic? The last episode of it was going to drop tonight because they were doing the aftermath of the World Series and how it all played out. Ah, I got you, got you, got you. So, yeah. all right, cool deal, man. I'll check it out. Extremely interesting, good watch for someone who's not a Mets fan. It really drew me in. So we got one week of NFL in the books. So I, I'm just going to kind of set some uh, some some peripherals here. We had the Packers. Get the brake speed off of them. You had the Titans get the brake speed off of them. You had the Raiders and the Ravens play the best game of the week. We had. If you're going to say Raiders, say it right. The Raiders. Oh, I got chills. Thank you. That's, now, that's, now, now go on. that's just the autumn win. <laughs> you got Tampa and Dallas playing a classic to start off on Thursday. And then a bunch of stuff in between, man. So, like, just we, – we did our picks last week, and we sucked. But uh, what the heck, man? Like, week one was all over the place. A ton of road teams completely dominated. There was a few games that just was not expected. Like, in our picks, I had the Cardinals because I'm a Kyler Murray homer. No way in a million years would I would think they would go in there and just house the Titans. Like, look like they were playing the Jags or the Texans. And I agree. We all know you're a Kyler Murray homer, you know, after the fact that I told you to be a homer. MVP, but, MVP. but the the fact is, is that the Tennessee Titans are a legit AFC championship team contender. And the fact that they just blew them out, I didn't expect it at all. And it kind of shocked me a little bit. That game really surprised me. The other game that really surprised me was the Bills-Steelers. I was 99.9% .9 confident the Bills would win that game at home and they'd win it by 10 points. The Steelers always start slow. Game started out kind of that way. It was 10-0 at the half, and I don't know what happened. It was special half. teams, man. It was So the, the Steelers beating the Bills, 
I, it was a lot how the uh, the damn Chiefs ended up beating the Browns was you had these special team blunders late in the game that that gave you know field position or a touchdown like Cleveland had the punter like drop the ball you know and then he wouldn't kick it he tried running yeah, around well with he, it. he was out of options he couldn't do anything he'd been better off just spiking the damn ball or yeah. probably taking a safety so they wouldn't get a touchdown but. And then uh, Buffalo had the same thing. They had a pump blocked, and they returned it for a touchdown. So special teams, man, they they killed both of them. That uh, Cleveland-Kansas City game was one hell of a game, and it kind of made me feel good because I picked the Browns to win the division. Even though they lost that game, came out of it feeling pretty good. And Baker Mayfield threw the pick at the end, but, like, dude was running for his life. He got tripped as he was throwing the ball yeah. out of bounds. So I, I don't want to hear everybody jumping on the Baker Mayfield hate with that. That That's not why they lost. No. Yeah. He played a great game, actually. He did. So I want to clear up something here. I didn't listen to the Browns in my top 15 teams <laughs> and Chad shit all over me. So I was, I was waking up from a three-hour nap from my second COVID shot, and he's like, I need these picks. And I'm like, all right. So I started typing them out, looking at the standings. And I was trying to look at all the 1-0 teams, and then a few, like, 0-1 teams, which came to my mind, which was the Bills and the uh, Packers, somebody else. I don't remember who it was. But anyways, I skipped over the freaking Browns. But even then, I, I would put them at 10. Sorry, guys. I, I, that's okay. You're you're also not picking them to make the playoffs, correct? The Browns? Or did you have them as a wild card? Hell, I can't remember. I picked the freaking Cowboys and the uh, Washington football team. I think so don't had, listen to me, guys. You had the Steelers as your division winner and the Browns as a wild card, if yeah, I remember right. I thought it was the Ravens. I can't remember. No, I didn't pick the, the Ravens. Ravens. I hate the Ravens. Okay. Cut the Ravens. Never more. So I was – Somewhat like Dion Warwick before the Monday night matchup. A lot of our listeners will be like, who's Dion Warwick? And some of them will be like, hell, they just mentioned Dion Warwick <laughs> yeah. on a sports podcast. And they're going to be like, look it up. <laughs> All right. So here's my favorite question to ask everybody. Is Green Bay in trouble or is this just the hangover of a rough offseason and they're going to be fine because they're playing – the Lions this week, and they're just going to beat up on them. They'll be fine in the long run because of the division they're in. The Bears are a little weak. Lions aren't so good. A-Rod will get it together. But I will say this. Bill Parcells had a saying. If you're thinking about retiring, then you're retired. A-Rod said the weekend before he reported to camp, he was 50-50 on retiring. He looked like a retired guy on the sidelines. He looked like a guy on the sidelines who when they're like, Aaron, we're getting beat 38-3. to He's like, you all are getting me 38 to 3. <laughs> I'm going to go steal some catalytic converters. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he looks like anyway. Uh, or are the Saints that damn good? Saints aren't that good. They're good, but they're not that good. Pa- Packers a bounce back. He Rodgers, no offseason, didn't play at all during the preseason. They'll get it going. I personally think it's hilarious. After all the drama, Mr. A. Ron Air, uh, Rogers goes nuts on the offseason, and then they get beat 38-3? to three? Like, how do you even show up the next day? After all that drama you caused. You know what I mean? Like, look at the guy. What does he do next? He bounces uh, back and whips the lion. <laughs> and then goes to Jeopardy again. Yeah. Uh, Breaks some kneecaps. <laughs> he, uh... He's in a tough spot here, man. Like, I, I think... I, I think it might be the beginning of the end. I, I don't want to pile on here, but, like... This is the first game. Everyone's got the same, you know, ability to plan and prepare. And you didn't get it done. And, and like, you looked like you quit. Like, you looked like you gave up. It got out of hand earlier, and you're like, no. And Jameis Winston threw five touchdown passes, and you threw none. So, can I summarize what you just said? Please. It's the end of the world as we know it, but Jameis Winston feels fine. It's because he's got – Crab legs, and he's got LASIK surgery, and he's got the quarterback whisper, Sean Payton, in his Even ear. Tom Brady feels fine. Uh, it's, a, it's a good time to be uh, Jameis Winston. Probably the best time of his NFL career. Yeah, it'll last for about two weeks. <laughs> uh, still better than Taysom Hill, though. I agree. I 
I, it is going to be the beginning of the end for Rodgers. Last year's MVP season was unexpected, and he is probably the most gifted QB in the league for the past 10 seasons. But you watch some of the film from Sunday or the highlights or lowlights for them, and he didn't even look like the quarterback we've ever seen. He just looked like a fish out of water. Mm. All right, so uh, a couple other things. See, uh, there's a lot of West Coast teams went east on noon or one o'clock. What the off. hell is up with the West Coast? Both divisions are undefeated through the first week. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah, there is no West Coast bias going on right now. Is yeah, there? they came early, played early games, and smoked teams. And you got uh, Seattle on the road at Indy. Uh, you had. Uh, Damn, Denver, not really West Coast, but they went and whipped up on the Giants, and now the, the Giants might be beating Washington, who lost to the Chargers. Cardinals played an early game, whipped up on the Titans. Uh, what's another team that went West or West to East? I thought there was one other. Uh, Maybe think, not. I think that might have been all of them. But uh, either way, it was uh, – Rams look crazy good. Uh Raiders did that thing where they win their opening game like they have the last three or four seasons. They won it twice. <laughs> I'd have to say, if I were a Raiders fan watching that game, the fact that in overtime, you you have a Super Bowl winning head coach and he doesn't know how in the F to get his kicker onto the field on second down and then it's a penalty and that's how you end up with a touchdown. That was kind of embarrassing to watch. We were watching, and you're like, how does that even happen? Yeah. Like, we're going to – I'm like – because I'm like, why are we kicking it right now? It's like 43 yards. And then you're like, I don't know. We should try to get down the field a little bit. And you're like saying it like you want the Raiders to win. And then they didn't even get the team out on the field, and then it went to 48 yards. And he's like, oh, screw it. Let's go for it. Yeah. Play a game. <laughs> it was so bad. Like, like, and everybody's like, Gruden's a genius. If you watch <laughs> the game – He's clearly not a genius. Yeah. What the hell's going on in Vegas? Dude, he played that game in the second half like he was had a controller and he was on Madden. Fourth and seven. Yeah, let's go for it. Come on now. It was bad. Did you see it? I, I fell asleep. I, I missed it. I watched it all in the highlights the next day. I'll give him credit for this. Once they got their offense rolling, they were down 14-0. Through the second quarter and the second half, he hit just perfect play call after perfect play call in right situations. It just – I don't know how in the hell you can be there. Second nine, it's like a 43-yard kick. Maybe I want to kick a field goal here. Maybe I don't. Let's think of hey, – get the kicker out there. Where's the kicker? We're kicking a field goal. Ah, crap. Take He's the in the tunnel. How does that happen? The perfect play calling was, let's get Darren Waller 16 targets. <laughs> That's about on par with last year, though. <laughs> and let's not run freaking Drake anything. And we sign him. We don't need a running back. But don't get me started. Let's move on another time. Hey, right, we'll wrap up the week one with this because – you got to give me this. It's the only time I'm going to get it this year. The Bengals are 1-0, and not only are they 1-0, they did something that's never been done in NFL history. They won a game as time expired in overtime. After the game was tied as time expired in regulation. Right, but no game has ever ended as time expired in overtime. Both of them go together. I did not know that no game has ever ended as time expired in overtime. You would just think at some point there was a kick that happened that way. Yeah, I mean, obviously ties in that way, but no team has won on mm -hmm. the final play of overtime. I'll say this. Uh, I have Jamar Chase. You were giving me crap. Ah, I believed hey, in his I'll talent. I'll eat that crow all day long, baby. Your offense looked good. The only thing I have to ask for you, diehard Bengals fan, you're up 21-7, two-touchdown lead. Their offense hasn't done a whole lot. Why are you going for fourth and one from your own 30? You know, it didn't even job with the rest of the super conservative play calling they were doing to try to keep uh, Burrow super, super healthy. Well, now, Let me cut in for you. Go ahead. I just watched Airplane for the first time, and I'm fluent and jive now. <laughs> so go ahead. <laughs> I'm not fluent and jive. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Continue. Uh, what's crack a lacking? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. How do I even respond to that? Joe Mixon had a good game, damn it. He made fantasy owners a believer. The Bengals are 1-0 despite bad coaching. There's a lot to improve on. I think I just blacked out. And our <laughs> wow. 
Oh, wow. That's great. Uh, if you haven't seen Airplane, kids, it's Please. a great movie from 1979, maybe? I don't know. It's fantastic. Yeah. We can't let Biggie off the hook this quickly. So we've discussed our teams. How do we not talk about how Mac Jones' promising career starts off to a big L to the big How do Tua. you lose the Tua? Tua. Tua Tonga Viola. Tebow 2.0, and you lost with so, the Mad Hatter behind the helm. Let's start with Mac Jones, first quarterback to start opening day, rookie QB, 63 QBs. He's the only one in the history of the league to throw for over 70% completion percentage, and it wasn't like he threw 22 passes. 29 of 39, 74%, 281, one touchdown. Looked spectacular, made plays on third down. Nine for 13 on third down, seven first downs. You know why they lost the game? Because the damn running back couldn't hold on to the football. You ever seen the movie The Program back in the day? They had the running back who had to carry the football to all his classes because he always fumbled. Damian Harris already does that, and he still fumbled inside the 10 with three minutes left. Otherwise, we're going in for the score and the win. We're not having this conversation. So they need more steroids. It's more uh, spider tack. Yeah. Nah, if it's the program, they need more roids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the uh, Patriots are uh, in last place. Yeah. Tied for last place. With the Bills. <laughs> and the Jets. Uh, Sorry. Yeah. Wow. I'll hey. say this. If we're here this next week and they've lost to the Jets, Piling on, boys. Hey, you, right. hey, I, I, I had to let you spit all them facts out that I knew you was holding on to, okay? So you feel better now? Yes, I do. Right. And I, mean, I, I did this for you, brother. It's it's hard yeah. to win on the – New England struggles winning on the road in South Florida, though, right? Wait, oh, yeah. wait a minute. It wasn't on the road. It was in Foxborough. Home of the mighty six-time Super Bowl champion, Ooh, New England Patriots. You're starting to sound like Steelers fans now. Let's start talking about the past already. Hey, as long as I sound like a Steelers fan and not a Cowboys fan, the Steelers have each actually, you know, won a couple titles this decade or this the Cowboy, century. The Cowboys fans are uh, they're almost a parody of themselves. But I do want to say something else since you mentioned the Jets. Feel good story for me for the whole week was uh, Sam Darnold getting the W. Sam Darnold's my boy. You guys know that. Small monster, baby. I absolutely love the fact that they started off with a win. Offense looks a little bit better. Oh, my gosh, you moron. Danny Dimes just threw a dime that didn't get caught. I feel like this is his second chance, his second coming. Quarterbacks like Ryan Tannehill, who started out drafted high in Miami, put up some numbers but didn't win. He goes to Tennessee, and he's one of the better 12 quarterbacks in the league, Pro Bowl player. I feel like that's where what Darnold could do in Carolina. All right, we'll see what happens. All right, just to recap so everyone knows, where we don't know sports puts the power rankings. We got the Bucks as the best team in football, the Chiefs at number two. Saints at three, Rams at four. Matt Stafford made a believer out of me a little bit, but it's just one week. We'll see how it goes. Seahawks at five, Cardinals at six because, man, it was just too good of one week. We can't put them higher than that. Bills still stay in the top ten, Browns, Niners, Steelers. Those are your top ten power rankings for the NFL week one. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so we know most of you out there listening rather had your hearts broken or you found some magic because fantasy football's back. And, you know, I, I'm telling you, I'm coming from a, pace of pain, a place of pain right now, my first week. So, you know, it may not seem like a lot for people, but I was projected to score around 112 points in my fantasy league. And that, that's good for our league. I checked in with a resounding, emphatic 58 points. So how did I end up going half of what my output was going to be? I'm going to start off and tell you it was Aaron Rodgers. I blame him more than anything else. He should go back to Jeopardy. But we're going to talk some fantasy football. We're bringing on our friends from Fantasy Holics over. We got Aaron with us. Aaron, you're rocking the Broncos jersey, man. Is that a Von Miller jersey? Yes, it is, my man. Ah, uh, well, hey, do you are you big on individual defensive players? Do you do that in your fantasy leagues, or is that too much nonsense? Only if it's week one and it's Chandler Jones. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and without a contract, right? We got to get him motivated. But, uh, all right, man, Aaron, appreciate you coming on the show. We just want to kind of recap some things. So, Aaron, you're with Fantasy Alex. You guys have been covering fantasy sports for a long time, and specifically fantasy football. And, you know, we, we kind of have some networking with you guys. We see uh, a lot of things throughout the week where you're kind of giving some insight on positions, 
you know, general rankings and things like that. And we can find all that stuff on social media. You can find it at um, Fantasy Holics on Facebook, on Twitter, wherever they're at. I know you can also find it on We Don't Know Sports. We have the links in our football group there. All that stuff's available for everybody to see. But Aaron, I just wanted to kind of start out like we got some some ups and downs in week one. So just betting wise, like forget fantasy. We had more underdogs cover the spread than we ever have in a week of, of NFL football. So that's how crazy week one was. But fantasy, let's just start with my pain with Aaron Rodgers. What the hell happened to the Packers? And what am I supposed to take away from the Saints as far as fantasy goes? Oh man, that was a horrible. That was really tough to watch, man. I think, um, I think Aaron Rodgers just—I um, don't want to say he quit, but I think he just having one of those slow starts to the season where, you know, he's going to come out next week and he's going to just demolish, you know, demolish the Lions. So that's I mean, what I'm at feeling. least at least you get the Lions next week, right? You get them this Sunday, so that that helps, but. But like, is is it all? Is finally the off the field drama catching up with them, or is it? Did the Saints just prep better and just take him to the woodshed? Like Jameis Winston had five touchdowns. If you had to tell me a quarterback was going to have five touchdowns in that game, Jameis was he not the highest scoring quarterback out of out of Week One? He's ranked number one. Oh my God! Did you have him on your fantasy team? Are if you did, then you're definitely invited on the show every week. So I had him in my – I have a super flex league that I started him on. I started him over – You started him over who? Fitzmagic. Uh, well, that was good seeing how he didn't make it yep. out the gate. Wow. <laughs> All right. So long-term success when we talk about the Saints. Like I, as the season started, I'm sitting there thinking Kamara's going to start getting keyed on. I don't know how much Winston's going to be able to carry the offense. I don't think Taysom Hill's the answer. But Winston, you know, had a great performance, but he only threw for like a buck fifty. So, like, what what's he what's his next like two to three to four weeks look like to you? Um, you know, years past, I would say something like, "Oh, he'll throw five picks next game" or something like that. But I think I think he has a, a pretty good amount of weapons around him, and I think he has a de- decent offensive line and a pretty good defense. At least, if you ask the Packers fans. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> I think he looks pretty steady, at least efficient. I'm not going to say he's going to go out there and throw five touchdowns every week, but I think he's at least going to be a pretty decent game manager for you. All right. Will he be a top 12 fantasy quarterback this year? By the end of the year, I think I think maybe he cracks top 15. I wouldn't say top 12. Okay. I right. see. That was a good over-under spot then. I, I feel like I did all right there. So you're taking the over on 12. <laughs> All right, so Aaron Rodgers, is he just telling everybody to relax? Is it going to be Detroit bounces back and then they're going to look like they did? Is he going to return to MVP form? Or is this the uh, the sad swan song that we, we might see? I, I don't want to think it's the beginning of the end for Aaron Rodgers. I really don't because he's, he's done a lot for, you know, Green Bay. He's obviously done a lot for us fantasy owners. But um, I think if there's any spot to turn it around, it's going to be against Detroit. I'm with you. I'm with you. So you're not making a decision hard one way or the other. You're just kind of taking the wait and see approach. So if Aaron Rodgers was talking to you, he would just say, relax. Exactly. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Let me, let me go to the other side of the woodshed. The Cardinals absolutely destroyed the Titans. And so not only did I have Aaron Rodgers on my team, I'll say Derek Henry, and that didn't go well. You already mis- mentioned uh, Chandler Jones just destroying people. Uh, but, you know, what 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 happened to the Titans at home? Like, they, they picked up Julio. They're supposed to be a better offensive team. They looked like a mess. And then Arizona looked like they could beat the brakes off anybody. So is that just a one-game aberration? Or, do, or we got some serious implications coming out of this? I think it just might, might just been a one-week thing, you know. I think that um... – the Titans didn't expect the Cardinals to come out there and put a whooping on them. I'm going to be honest with you, especially that defense. I oh. anticipated that defense to be as good as it played. So I think they come out next week. I think they're a little more focused, and I think they'll be able to pull out a win. Okay. 
All right, let me ask you a little bit about uh, running backs here, just because running backs, you know, they're, they're few and far between when you talk about just getting those hosses. So we already mentioned, um, you know, a, a couple uh, names like Kamara and Derrick Henry, and we saw what happened week one with those guys. But a lot of people were high on Najee Harris. So should those people be alarmed right now or should they relax? I think they should relax. I mean – Listen, the Steelers played a tough defense week one. Buffalo Bills defense is nothing to laugh at. But um, Najee got a pretty good amount of value in, volume in that game. And I think that they actually want to get back to that running game. Okay. That's why they so high. So, Man, everybody that had James Conner last year on their fantasy team is looking at you and shaking their head right now. Yeah. He, trust me, he's no James Conner. I'll tell you that, man. <laughs> Nah, he's not. All right, so we got tonight's game, the Thursday night game. Saquon Barkley, like, are the Giants taking it way too precautious with him, or, or is he going to kind of bust out? Are we going to see the guy that got drafted as high as he did start performing, or is it still just the Giants are going to take their time and they're not even worried about this year? Yeah, I think the uh, whole Giants organization is just laughing at fantasy owners right now because they're <laughs> just going to take their time with them. At least I think I think they're just going to keep them on a pitch count, you know. But wow. and they might just throw us for, for a loop and say, you know what, we'll go. Show them what show them what you really got. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but as I far mean, as I know, the question will coming in. Yeah, they're uh, playing a, a supposedly a good defense. We'll see if uh, they they step up after you know collapsing to the Chargers last week. But as a Broncos fan, you got to be happy last week. I know it was the Giants, but man, y'all put a whooping on. Teddy B was a, was crazy efficient last game, man. You know, it really stinks about Jerry Judy. You know, oh, yeah. I think really good year. You know, he still he still come back, but um, Teddy B looked really good, and I didn't believe in him. So I mean, crow for that one. All uh, right, now was that does that mean you are a believer in Drew Locke? Not even. <laughs> okay, so you just, you just had no faith in the quarterback system. That's all. I, I was one of those. Those uh, ones sitting in the side hoping for Aaron Rodgers to come to Denver. <laughs> Man, that was that had to be torture for you in the offseason. They teased that just it enough to make long, you think it might happen. Longest week of my life, man, I'll tell you. <laughs> All right, keep it with running backs, man. How about Zeke? Like, uh, I saw something where the Cowboys audited, audibled out of a ton of run plays because the way Tampa was playing their defense. But is, is there any value left on Zeke, or is he kind of falling off the edge now? Is he not going to be the same? Like, what, what's the deal with uh, with uh, Mr. Elliott and, and Big D? I still think he's going to get his touches. Like like Aaron Rodgers, I'm going to take the uh, wait-and-see approach just because it was the Tampa Bay defense, you know. They're known to have a really great defense, and, yeah, they audibled out of it. But, um, yeah, they're still going to be a passing team in my opinion, but I think Zeke is still going to get his. All right, so we were talking a little bit before we hit record tonight, and we were talking about running backs, and you mentioned a guy for the Cincinnati Bengals that everyone has a love-hate relationship with. Why was Joe Mixon so good in week one? Well, he had a, he had a really good offensive line this time. I, th- <laughs> I think they built they finally built some really good pieces around him. You know, Joe Burrow's got his uh, favorite target out of LSU coming to town. They added some pieces on the offensive line. I, th- I think uh, Joe Mixon got 30-plus touches that game, and he just destroyed that Vikings defense. If I, volume is buying Joe Mixon. I, he, he outperformed Alvin Cook. I will take that any any day of the week as a Bengals fan. That's right. All right so if, if you had to look at week two coming up, some surprises out there. If you had to give some advice, some tips out there for guys – that are needing that that wide receiver, that running back, or maybe that flex option. Who are some guys flying under the radar that maybe you would say, you know what, you might want to take a flyer on these guys? One of them I'm actually going to go is um, Bobby Trees. Bobby Trees, uh, L.A. Rams there. You know, I think um, he didn't really have that that great of a game last week, um, but he did have two um, red zone targets. So they're still targeting him. And I think with that offense, they're going to throw the ball a ton. So, you know, if you got Bobby Trees this week, start him against the Colts. Any Anybody else out there? Yeah. I'm going to um, – I'm also going to start Jalen Waddle. Mm. He's a rookie, Miami. Yep. 
I, no. I, I can't believe I'm so down on Tua. I was like, there's no way they're beating New England. I wasn't even that high on New England, but my God, they made it happen. So why Jalen <laughs> Waddle? Because I'm, I don't have a lot of confidence in the guy throwing him the ball. Well, I think, um, I think that uh, they're seeing what he can do with the ball. I think the more they, they can establish that trust, and I think hopefully if Tua can become more consistent, you know, I think Jalen Waddle is going to be one of those big playmakers for him. Hmm. All right, last question I got for you. I'm going to let you go so we can wrap up the rest of our show over here. But my my dying question I just want to ask is because this is always hotly debated in our in our fantasy uh, legacy league that we've been doing for 20, 22 years now. Patrick Mahomes, are you allowed to take him in the top eight? Mm, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> it, it didn't happen this year, but it happened last year, and the guy that did it ended up going to the championship game. So it's it's hard to it's hard to argue against the logic, I guess, if you're a decent draft. Right, right. It, it it really depends on how the rest of your team shapes out. But as far as top eight is like drafting them, um, I'm I'm going running back there. I, I just I just can't justify taking a quarterback that early. Nah, I'm with you, man. I, I'm the same way, but uh, I, I'm an idiot, though, because I drafted Aaron Rodgers in, like, the sixth round this year, so it shows what I get. <laughs> well, Aaron, man, I appreciate your time. Uh, we'll try to get you back on here soon so we can talk more fantasy. We know it's just week one. There's not a lot to kind of digest here. So after more injuries, more shakeups, more teams starting to figure out their direction, we might get a little bit more insight on who's going to be the major players out there. But, uh, man, we appreciate you stopping by for a few minutes just to share a little bit about what's going on. And just to remind everybody, make sure you check out Fantasy Holics. You can find them on social media. You can find them at We Don't Know Sports, WDKS.com as well. We got links there. Uh, and you can find it on our social media. But, Aaron, thanks for stopping by, brother. I appreciate it. Hey, have a good one, man. Thanks. We hear that wonderful, wonderful NFL films music once again. And that means we are back for week two of the Stone Cold Lead Pipe Locks. And Biggie, you're still number one, baby. Always. But number one means you were 500. You went eight and eight. Mr. Brown securely in second at six and ten. And I'm bringing up the rear at five and eleven. And we said that. Biggie was rather going to look really good or really bad. And what happened was he just looked mediocre and we looked like shit, Mr. Brown. Damn, that, that, uh, that was a tough week. But I will say we had a record number of underdogs win uh, or cover the spread. I mean, uh, we had uh, a lot of uh, road teams win. Like it was just things. It's week one. It's hard to predict. So do we get a mulligan? Two games last week, I felt like we were all solidly on the same page when we talked here and off the show. We really felt like the Packers would win at home, and we really felt comfortable about the Bills at home, and they both got doubled up. And you had six lone wolves. It was probably a record in our uh, picks. I hit four of those. I think it was three and three. Four out of six, because I had the Raiders too. I thought it was three and three. I ain't going to question it. All right. Well, let's get started this week. Right now in the background, we have the New York Giants on the road to the nation's capital. And just so you know, right now, the game is 23-20, to 20, and we're about five minutes left, and the Giants are trying to, trying to not just cover the three-and-a-half points that Washington got, but they're trying to go up by six, and they do. So it is 26-20. to 20. With four minutes left, Biggie, we're not covering this one, buddy. So essentially, at this point, the Redskins could still win this game. There is no way they cover the Washington football team. Uh, there is no way they cover the three and a half. So you and I are out to an zero and one we're start. We're out to one, Mr. Brown. Congratulations on your lone wolf. It paid off. So we already discussed your uh, pick earlier, just to let people know it was done ahead of time. And he just touched uh, orifice on me for some reason. He wet willied you without the wetness. All right, let's keep going. Let's just keep it with the flair for Mr. Brown. His team, the Las Vegas Raiders, are on the road to Steel City. They are a five-and-a-half-point dog. Biggie, you want to kick us off? 
I'll tell you this. I saw the other day where they're coming out with a Chucky series from when we were kids and they were movies that they're now turning into a series. Uh, John Gruden is going to become that Chucky that never goes away. Week one was a building point. They won a game that they shouldn't have won. They're going to not only cover the spread here, but win this game outright. I've got to pick the Raiders again because I made the mistake last week of not picking my favorite team and it gets me rooting in all different kinds of ways. So I'm going to pick the Raiders to cover just because I can't take it anymore. I, I wish I could deviate, but I can't. Even though they're on the road, five and a half is a big point spread, and I'm not. I'm not even certain Pittsburgh wins this game either because they they might have beat the Bills, but I think if you played that game ten times, the Bills probably win eight of those. So, I agree. You know, we'll see what happens. So we're clean sweep oh, going wow. for the Raiders. I didn't expect that. You're welcome. That means they're going to lose. All right. Yeah. So, all right, let's let's go to my team, the Bengals on the road to play the Andy Dalton Bears. And the Bears are a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Did we get that right? The Bears are a one-and-a-half-point favorite. And if they're a one-and-a-half-point favorite at home, Vegas will give you three being at home. So that means Vegas actually likes Cincinnati to win, as do I. Go Bengals. I'm going with the Bengals in the uh... – Rematch of the Red Rifle. Is that his name? Sure, why not? What's his real name? Red Rider BB Gun? Red Rider. Okay. Red Rifle. I like the new version better. So uh, you're taking Burrow and the Bengals. Correct. You know what? It's pretty much a pick and the Bears did not look good. Uh, The only thing that could hurt is if they decide to go ahead and start playing Justin Fields and it lights a spark. But I don't think that happens in week two. And I, I'm I'm amazingly picking my team that for the past two years I haven't been picking because they've been bad. But, man, they gave me something to be hopeful for. They beat the Vikings last week. So we're clean sweep again taking the Bengals. So two clean sweeps in a row on both of your teams. We got both these picks wrong. <laughs> well, this is going to be a fun one, though, because now we got a huge spread. Twelve and a half. The Browns. At home against the Texans. Here's the thing. I, I think the Browns win and win easily. But when I say that, I just don't. 12 and a half such a big number. Late covers. I like the Texans for a cover here. Here's the deal. The Browns aren't a top 15 football team. <laughs> so I've got to go with the Texans. <laughs> I can't believe this. Is, I, I appreciate the acknowledgement. Uh, <laughs> you don't shit all over me. I've got to go Texas. Don't let me forget it either. Tyrod Taylor, comeback player of the year. I think the Browns are one of those teams that like to win a lot of games ugly because they got that running game. Like, they they, they might win 20 to 10. You know what I mean? And, and it'll be dominant. The Texans are covered, man. We're, we're all picking this. Oh, my God, we got McKissick down the sideline. Uh, Washington's still got life. Anyway, uh, clean sweep across the board for the Texans. Maybe we'll get a lone wolf on this one because we got one of Biggie's favorite teams. We have the Rams on the road. The Colts get two road games to open up. Home games. The Yeah, the Colts get two home games to open up. So anyway, the, the Rams, three and a half point road favorite. Here's the thing. Had the Rams not looked the way they did last week offensively, they had 250-plus yard touchdown passes in game one. They had two and all – 16 games last year. I was extremely impressed with how Stafford looked. Their defense is lights out. Uh, And by picking the Rams to cover, I ensure a Colts victory. I've been saying since the day, the second, that Stafford got traded to L.A. Watch out, boys. And one of you in this room was like, eh. Well, we saw what happened week one. It's going to continue in week two, so I'm going to Rams. I'm also taking Rams, even though I was the guy that went, eh, just because, like, I love Stafford, man, I do, but, like, I just feel like everybody just discounted, like, how bad Detroit was, and he did have some help at times, but uh, I don't know, man. He's got some weapons. Let's see what he does. Biggie, you got last second to pick the Colts. Are you sure? I am riding Matthew Stafford, who is happy to play football again because – Hey, his wife's admission in an interview, his last couple years in Detroit, he didn't like playing football anymore. And I He's got having you. fun again. I got you, but normally all I hear is blah, 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 like Carson Wentz, blah, 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 Oh, don't worry. I'll write him the next 15 weeks. All right, cool. 
right, so moving on to the 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 battle of the cellar in the AFC East. The yeah. Bills going to South Florida in early September to play the Dolphins. The Bills are three and a half point favorite. The only question in this game is not whether the Bills will cover three and a half. It is what does Bills Dad do for a parody video? He's got to bounce back after last week. The video was great, but man, you got to bring the energy big time. Right yep. Now. You still need a pick. You can't just mention Bills. Oh, Dad. I'm sorry. Bills cover three and a half. They actually win by uh, a score of 33 to 21. I'm also going Bills. They're going to do what the New England Patriots could not do. They're going to not only cover, but they're going to win the game. Uh, why, why are we all picking the same stuff here? I also have got to take the Bills because uh, they're, they're going to be pissed off from last week. They're going to come out, and maybe that Miami Heat can get the better of Buffalo, but I, I don't think it will, man. It, it's, a, it's a clean sweep. All right, let's keep it rolling. Biggie, we get to go to your neck of the woods now. The Patriots on the road to the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. I know one of you guys like MILFs, so this five, one won't be a clean Five and sweep. a half point spread for the uh, Patriots. Patriots are coming, five and a half. They're actually going to win by 14. Mm. Oh, I hate the Patriots, but I got I to gotta take them. It's because they lost the first week. I love Zach Wilson's mom. <laughs> I mean... You know, I saw his press conference. Does he not look like he's twelve? Yeah, he looks. Yeah, he looks middle school freshman that age. Like he's way out of his element here, but uh, his mom's not. <laughs> anyway, he's right in our wheelhouse. <laughs> she likes NFL players. The uh, the Patriots are also going to cover. So again, like we're we're not deviating here. I really wanted to go Jets for the record. Yeah, uh, but like, let's be honest. Can you ever pick the Jets? No, it's hard. No, I, and it's too too young in the rookie. Maybe rookie if they team. sign Frank Gore, I'd, I'd pick the Jets. They need more than Frank Gore. I'm just saying. They'd have to no, get. I'm kidding. They'd have to get Philip Rivers. Yeah, exactly. Then I then I'd go with him. All right, we got a ball game here on Thursday night. Washington is uh, taking the lead. So, uh, but Mr. Brown, you still have the cover as of right now. Feel good. Pick six coming on. All right, this this is. Uh, a crazy one for me. Are the Eagles for real? We didn't even touch on that earlier. The Eagles actually stomped a mud hole in the Falcons and walked it dry. They were one of my lone wolves last week. I feel good about that pick. Now, the Falcons are really bad, but the Eagles are a little better than what people are expecting. I thought the Eagles were going to be what the Falcons were, man. But uh, I, I just want you guys to know that Jalen Hurts led all quarterbacks in QB rating under pressure last week. You know what Jalen Hurts also did last week that shows just how well of a quarterback, how well he can play quarterback? He now has as many 300-yard passing games in his limited starts from the end of last season to now as Lamar Jackson has in his fourth year in the league. I, you know, I, I see that, but let's be honest. Lamar Jackson plays a completely different type of offense. No, but like Jalen Hurts isn't the type of guy that's going to sit back in the pocket and just do his thing. He's not like Lamar, but I mean, he, he looks to throw first. I got it, but he likes to use his legs too. I will say I think one of those games was against the hapless Texans last year. It still counts. <laughs> All right, so the – I'm uh, taking the Eagles to cover plus three at home. All right, Mr. Brown. I'm going Niners. I thought you weren't real high on the Niners. I'm just – Less high on the Eagles. Ah. Uh, let's see, Chad the Mark, which way are you leaning? Uh, I think last week is not really who the Eagles are. So the Niners, they were whipping the Lions and let their foot off the gas a little bit. I don't think they'll make that same mistake. They cover this spread easily. So congratulations, Biggie. You get the second lone wolf of the week. Do I have to lone wolf because I really want to go cuckoo? You just did. Did it last week? That's an eagle. Fly, eagles, fly. I guess cuckoo. (laughs) What the hell's that? Hey, cuckoo worked last week for him. All right, let's go to the uh, NFC South. Uh, Are the Saints going to repeat the ass whooping they did, and this time on the Panthers' field because the Saints are a three and a half point road favorite in Carolina. No, you know what I think happens here. I think the Saints have a little bit of a a letdown, a comeback to earth game here. Uh, I think it's tight, late, 
The Saints win, but I love that it's three and a half. I'm taking the Panthers for the cover. Oh, I don't have to even explain. Crab legs, Saints, all day. Think you take the Panthers? Yes. Ah, what's wrong with you? It's the Saints all day. No explanation needed either. <laughs> that was ferocious. I'll give you that one. I like it. All right, with that said, we'll just move on. The uh, Denver Broncos, who looked like world beaters last week against the G-Men, they're playing a tough opponent with the Jaguars. The Broncos, five-and-a-half-point favorite. Both these teams are going to suck at the end of the season, but when you look at what the Broncos did last week and the Jags did last week, it's hard not to think that the Broncos can win by a touchdown in this game. So I'm taking the Broncos. I'm going Teddy B and the Broncos as well, even though I hate that it's an AFC West opponent. I'm uh, also taking the Broncos because this is just, I, I don't know, Urban Meyer, man, like I, I'm telling you, he ain't going to make the, the losses hurt him too much, right? Will he finish the season? No, he's not finishing the season. He's going to have a stroke. Dude, he's going to have a heart attack by week seven, so that way on January 1st he can get announced as a USC head coach. Uh, he don't want that gig either. I think he wants that gig. I think he secretly wants that gig. All right. Vikings, I'm also taking, uh, you know, the Broncos, if that wasn't clear. I'm not sure. Either way. Moving on, we got the uh, Vikings at Arizona. Cardinals whip the Titans. Arizona's getting three and a half against the Vikings, who lost to the Bengals last week. Skull, baby. Riding the Vikings. They're going to bounce back this week, take care of the ball, and clean up the penalties. The Cardinals are going to do what they've done to me last year and the year before when I was riding that Kyler Murray, especially last year. Kyler Murray, 2020 NFL MVP. They come out one week, and they show you they can be world beaters, and they should be a contender for a championship. Next week, they come out, and they lay an absolute damn goose egg, and that's what they're going to do at home. I just can't believe you didn't ride Kyler Murray. I'm going to ride the former uh, Major League Baseball superstar, Kyler Murray. The, the Cardinals will cover. And Calamari will also cover uh, very easily. I, I, you know what? I forget that your boy likes the Vikings so much, and you were there for the Minneapolis Miracle. You're blinded by this, but congratulations. You're once again a lone wolf. Woo-hoo! I thought I was just going to get a skull out of it, but I don't know. Cool. All right. Well, let's go to Biggie's other favorite. He's got a lot of favorite teams. He does. He does. The, the Tamp. The t- I, I literally just like the Raiders, and he has like six favorite teams. He's got the but Tampa you guys Bay Buccaneers. Pick up on this favorite team. He's like, he's like one of those millennials yeah. that they don't like teams anymore. They just like players. I like the Vikings, Cardinals, Patriots, Colts. Colts. I like them all. Yeah. All right, so uh, you take uh, Tom. Oh, Giants interception. What? Woo woo. Uh, I got the cover, boys. All right, back to where we were. The uh, Cal- or sorry, the Falcons on the road to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is getting 12 and a half at home. Here's the thing. Had the Falcons not looked so bad last week, I could never take 12 and a half as a cover. But the, Patri- or the Patriots, <laughs> the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are coming off a 10-day rest. Tom Brady had an IG this week. We're in the background. He had 328 as the time listed. Instagram for you out there. Uh, they cover this game. I actually think that the Buccaneers could come out and win this game like 45-10. I want to agree with you, but I don't want you to have so many lone wolves, so I'm going to go Falcons. Did you already see that I had the uh, Bucks? No. Because right, you're, you're the lone wolf, so you're, you're definitely – I ain't uh, looking at your picks, fool. You shouldn't. I have no reason why you should look – I mean, I did beat you last year, but I didn't beat you last week, so. You beat me one out of three years. Ah, so, uh, so anyway – Congratulations, Mr. Brown. You're the lone wolf. So, ah, ah. I sound like the dodo bird. There you go. That was better than Biggie's bird. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> All right, the Dallas Cowboys, who impressed in a loss on Thursday night last week, they're on the road to the Chargers, and the Chargers are a three-and-a-half-point home favorite. To me, this is the toughest game to pick this week because I do love the Chargers, I don't like them as a three-and-a-half-point home favorite because they tend to play close games, and I think that the Cowboys rebound. They lost by two last week in a game that they probably should have won. I'm going to take the Cowboys for the cover. I'm also taking Brokeback Mountain and the Cowboys to cover. 
That's the Cowboys. I, I think I think they're going to put up enough points where they're going to be in any game. And uh, you know what? We, we did get that one right last week. We started out wanting to know by all picking the uh, Cowboys to cover the huge spread. So smaller spread, eh, we'll see. They, they All they got to do is just win. I think they'll win. All right. Uh, the Titans, are they going to bounce back going out west to Seattle? Seattle's getting six and a half. <laughs> I love that this is a six and a half point spread because the Tennessee Titans and Taylor Lewan, whenever you go to social media to apologize for how bad you are as a social, as a professional athlete, you know, you really freaking suck. Having said that, uh, Derek Henry's stiff arms alone are enough to get me to cover the six and a half. I take the Titans. I'm taking the Titans just similar to the, uh, Packers. I got to bounce back a little bit. Too good not to, right? Yeah, I've got to go Titans. They've got too many weapons. Uh, Titans cover this, if not win the game. Yeah, they're not winning, but they're covering. Seattle does not blow a lot of teams out. And it's early season Seattle. Russ Wilson, he'll be MVP for the first two months of the season. He is is the best September quarterback in in NFL history. Uh, But All right, so we all got the Titans across the board. Uh, The Sunday night game, Chiefs and the Ravens. Uh, Man, they love the Ravens in prime time early, don't they? Uh, the Chiefs are a uh, three-and-a-half-point road favorite. How this is only three-and-a-half blows my mind. I can't believe it. It's the easiest pick of the week for me, the Chiefs cover, all day. Easiest pick of the whole group, Chiefs. My boy, Mikael Hardman. Cole Hardman, did I say it right? Miko. Miko. He's going to get two TDs mm. on my bench. <laughs> Both <laughs> predictions. <laughs> Uh, it, you're right, uh, both of you. It's the easiest game to pick. Uh, why is it? It's, there's no way that's what that spread stays through Sunday. It has to fluctuate some, but you think it would have done that by now. Oh, wait, this is for the Giants to uh, take the lead. Block it and run it back for a touchdown. Uh, hey, that's all right. So now if Washington scores a touchdown. We got the cover. They cover, maybe. It'll be all right. So let's see what happens. Yeah. All right, last game for the Stone Cold Lead Pipe Locks of the Week. The Detroit Lions on the road to the frozen tundra, which it won't be frozen because it's still hot outside. But the Packers are 11.5-point home favorites. For whatever reason, these teams typically play close games, even when the Lions have worse players than they have right now. And they have a head coach who tells us, guys, bite the kneecap, eat the kneecap, do whatever you do to the knees. The Lions will lose this game, but they will lose it by 11 points or less. I take them for the cover. How many memes have we put out this week trashing Aaron Rodgers as a freaking catalytic converter theft, <laughs> among other things? And I agree with you. Like, you lost 48-3 to to the Saints well, with a new quarterback. So I've got to go Lions to cover. It's fitting that we come down to the last game for me to get a lone wolf. I, you know what? I'm – Part of me says the the Packers are just done. Like they, they got to move on. It, it's the the damaged with uh, relationship with Rodgers and all that stuff. This is what you're getting. It's come to a head. But the other part of me says, I've seen the Packers in early season disarray before, and Aaron Rodgers just told everybody to R E L A X. Just relax. They're they're gonna blow the Lions out. The Lions ain't got a chance. I'm just going to call it. They're going to cover that 11 and a half, man. So Let's hear it. I'll get you that. Nah, 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 nah. Go, Pack, go. But that's my lone wolf, damn it. So we all got something on the board. We agreed on a lot this week, though. I want to say one thing for the you know, millions and millions of people listening. Every week we do picks. I take every pick I've made that week that are Sunday-Monday games I throw them into a parlay, so that's 15 teams. I do them against the spread. For $5, if I were to hit every pick I just made, I would take home $87,000. So anyone out there <laughs> looking for a big payday, remember, gambling pays. It's yeah, worth it. So all you social media keyboard warriors out there, shut your damn mouth. Come on the show. Talk to us about your picks. Post them online. We post ours. We do them on Thursday. We love guest pickers. Yes, because you know what it shows? You got some balls. You got some marbles. You got some cojones. No huevos. No It's easy to talk after the fact. Right. And, like, you know what? It's it's tough picking against the spread. And we don't cherry pick games. We pick every game. So we can't just, like, make our records look good by cherry picking games. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. When you look at a lot of big talking heads out there, 
they'll give you like four or six games, whether it's uh, college and NFL combined or just NFL. Hit these six games. We're doing all 16 every week. So uh, you going to put that $5 wager in? I just did. Dude, that's better than playing the Powerball. Like, Absolutely. Now, that being said, in, in two and a half years or whatever doing this, like none of us has gone 16 and 0. I've got early games to the point when I bet like just early games. You might be able to cash out? I, where I cashed out one time, but I only bet early games, and I only bet 5 bucks, and my payout was a lot, lot, lot less. Um, but – that's the closest I've ever came, but it gives me the think, the knowledge, the know-how. I can hit all 15. I We're like all going you, to the I Bahamas. I like your optimism. We're going to do the show from the Bahamas next week. Oh, yeah. We can go on uh, the Jericho cruise. Okay. Can we do that? The Rockin' Ranger. Is it as good as the Gronk cruise? Uh, probably more people. Oh, okay. I don't know if that makes it better or not. Eh. Uh. Well, well. All right, well, there's uh, a minute 12 left. We're going to watch the rest of this game, so uh, we're going to go ahead and sign off. But this has been the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. We're going to be in Morgantown this week. You might even check us out on social media because we're probably going to go live at least a couple times. But uh, we'll see you uh, next uh, next week unless, Big, you got something you want to say. You had your hand up. Well, I was going to say they'll see us on Saturday arm in arm singing Country Roads at the end of the back. Diamond trophy coming back to Morgantown. Hell yeah! Let's get it on!